Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Passionate World Talk Radio. Educate, enlighten, entertain. Hello, everyone. Here is my disclaimer. Any information discussed in this interview may not be the views of the station or host. Please discuss any information with your primary care physician. Folks, you're going to want to listen to my podcast today. And I want to welcome you to Chatting with Betsy. I am Betsy Wurzel, your host on Passionate World Talk Radio, where we educate, enlighten, and entertain. You're going to hear two Jersey girls today. (laughs) So get ready. A lot of fast talking. My wonderful guest, Fran Pinoa, is a former geriatric LPN, a certified dementia care practitioner, creator of Movement, Music, and Memories, and she is director of Caregiver Support, which is a local nonprofit caregiver organization located in central New Jersey. And you know what, folks? Sometimes we don't know about our own local resources here in New Jersey. I know I didn't know about my senior center till I needed it. So this is why I do what I do, is to let people know the resources that are out there to help them. And I want to welcome Fran Pinella to Chatting with Betsy. Welcome, Fran. Hi. Thank you so much. What a nice introduction. I appreciate it. Really good to be here. Oh, Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Fran, I just discovered you, even though I connected with you two years ago on LinkedIn, but you are phenomenal, just phenomenal what you were doing. And I'd like for you to talk about uh, how did you become this creator of movement, music, and memory? Sounds wonderful. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for the kind words. Um, um, that's so nice of you. I, I do like to always tell everybody that, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not the expert. I'm sort of what I, what I always see as a student of the experts and have been uh, reading and learning about all things that have to do with, you know, actually, actually earlier on in my life, fitness and wellness. And then as I got older and was introduced to the world of, um, you know, dementia care and aging through being an, L, uh, an LPN, um, just learning everything I could about best practices in um, aging and dementia care. So that kind of all got put together. And about 10 years ago, um, I created an exercise program for specifically geared towards people with mid to late stage dementia and that is called movement music and memories and it encompasses all the things that over the years i've found to be the most valuable um tools that we have which is using familiar music um movement 
especially when it's guided by music and connection to um, memories and sense of self. And when those things, three things are put together um, in an hour-long program that I do, and it's multi-sensory, so we, um, we go from just um, moving slowly to dancing to uh, using different props and, um, uh, and balls and all sorts of things in that, in that, that hour-long program that uses the music of the lives of the participants. So it can change depending on who the, the program is with. And um, it's a pretty uh, magical hour. So I have been doing that on and off for 10 years. And um, now that it's post COVID and I'm actually able to um, do it starting again, kind of been, I've kind of reignited the energy and, um, and really um, improving things and um, doing a little bit more of it. And that's what my, that's what I'm looking to do now in these next, hopefully in the next 10 or 15 years can really grow it. And um, maybe who knows someday have a, have a location where I can not only offer the, the dementia friendly fitness, and wellness, but a, a place where maybe people that with earlier stages can come and have a separate program and all sorts. My, my mind's been going since, uh, for the, you know, since COVID finally, we finally got a little bit of more freedom of what we can do with people face to face. And yeah, that's it. So it's been oh, ten, a little over 10 years. Well, that, that is wonderful. Now, do you go into facilities? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or... Oh, okay. You do yes, so, facilities. Yes, so, okay. Yes, yeah, so this 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 pro this specific program uh, for that that middle to later stage is done in a facility. So it would be a, um, in an adult daycare center, um, um, in an, an assisted living or a memory care community, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. Do you also do it by Zoom by any chance, like for individuals? You know, I, I've I've thought about it over over the years. How would I be able to do that? Um, it, I I see a lot of challenges in the way my program is so um, is so hands on that I haven't gotten to the point where I could figure out how to do it um, remotely. And also, um, you know, using the, the the way the music, the way the type of music that I'm going to use is music that we're singing to together so that we're while we're moving, we're also singing out loud, you know, th- which has its own benefits. And um, if something was done remotely, um, then there's a, an issue with how would I get the music. So I haven't gotten to that. I haven't gotten to that yet, but that's always been on the horizon. How do I do this remotely? So, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I always give people like, a, you know, uh, an idea off the top of my head, something yeah, else yeah, for you yeah. to do as if you don't already have enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I but think, that's, always, that's um, always been, that's always been a thought. And with technology, who knows, maybe I'd be yeah. lucky someday to get somebody to um somebody with that 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 technological kind of thinking um and get some kind of a grant to do something that we'd be able to actually do it properly you know using technology i'm sure that, oh, there's got to be a way there's got to be a way <laughs> i yes i i mean i think that's wonderful going in to the different uh facilities to yeah. do this exercise the music um exercise has been shown to um even like I, I don't want to say slow down the the pro, uh, progression, but it helps the more yeah, you so, do I mean, movement. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And even for some, for any of us and people with, maybe with early, you know, early memory loss that's trying to find ways to hopefully um, maybe delay onset of some symptoms or delay Alzheimer's at all. There's a lot of research about um, real exercise being one of the things that can reduce risk. So that's a little bit different. So yes, certain exercise if done, you know, properly, um, there's studies that there's study after study. I have a lot of that information on my website that there's a lot of studies showing that that exercising can help reduce risk for dementia. Someone with dementia, what exercise does or any kind of, well, just think about sitting all day and how you feel if you haven't gotten up off your chair for four hours, your body, right? Your body's aching. You're already not feeling well. Well, someone with dementia Besides that they're dealing with the challenges of dementia, they're also going to deal with the challenges of inactivity as well or anything else that's going on in their life. So if we can have somebody move safely for an hour to music, singing at the same time, being challenged cognitively, igniting all their senses, then maybe we can help their day be a little bit better. Maybe they won't be as achy that day, or maybe they'll they'll just be happy because they were able to sing words to a song they hadn't sang in a long time. Because the, the magic does happen. You know, I can start a, a, a circle with maybe half the people participating, and it's not a big circle because we really have to be able to connect. Maybe ten. Um, and maybe some people will not be paying attention as much in the beginning. You know, I also pay attention to every detail, including what I'm wearing, because people with dementia, for the most part, need contrast to see properly. And if I want them to watch and do what I'm doing with my feet, then I need to wear bright red or bright orange shoes so it's in contrast with the floor. So when I say feet and I'm tapping my toes, they're watching my feet, they'll tap their toes. It's an amazing phenomenon. And as the circle goes on and the participation grows, the energy, the connection, by the end of it, everybody's singing, everybody's moving together. It's just an amazing phenomenon, really. So all of that things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we know that these things work. It's a matter of, you know, it's a matter of really paying attention to detail. So, um, you know, uh, I also would offer this as time as COVID allows over the next year, a one-on-one in people's homes. I would visit someone in their home and do a program with them. You know, of course, adapt it to being one-on-one, but that's, you know, that's definitely something that's in my offerings too. Oh, that is so wonderful, yeah. Francine. And and it's been proven about music, oh. uh, how music helps. I mean, I've seen so many videos about yeah. that. Um, I know with my own husband, I saw how music helped him. Um, I, yeah. I tell the story. Uh, the last time I went to the dentist, I said, put on Johnny Cash. Put on Johnny Cash. You won't have a problem. And she did. She put on Johnny Cash, and that was pretty good, Uh, you know, for the most part with with that. And, you know, it it just, I think it helps revive uh, their their brain. Oh, well, that's for sure. I mean, there's a lot of science behind that as well. And, you know, we've talked about this in the past. There was a film, Alive Inside. It was a documentary. came out about, I think that was 2016 or something. I don't remember the date. But it's a wonderful documentary. You can still catch it on um, YouTube or on Amazon Prime. And it's all about the power of music, that how it connects people with dementia to their sense of self and their, their memories. And it can literally brighten up 
your brain, anybody's brain. So there's lots of research about that too. Anybody's brain on music does better. Music for medicine is in, there's a lot of organizations in England and Australia that are really dedicated to that. Um, th- those are also links on my website if, for when we do share that. Wonderful thing to read a little bit about because all of us are, are, affected by the power of music, right? If we go for a walk and we put on a a song that we like, we're going to walk to that beat of that song. It literally gets you moving when you don't feel like moving. Um, It literally lightens up and uh, uh, energizes your brain. When you're learning music, say you're learning an instrument or you're dancing or you're doing things to the music, that is even more uh, advantageous to your brain. It even helps your brain more. So for anybody, it does those things. For someone with dementia, because the way music is stored in our brain when we're processing it, from the music from our, from our entire life, if you think about it, it's a soundtrack. There's always music in your life. From the time you were born, your parents are singing to you. There's there's TV shows with music. You know, the Disney is part of almost all of our lives, right? We we hear an old Disney song. We remember being a kid. That feeling of feeling yourself in a place you were when you heard music doesn't go away because our brain processes music all over our brain. So when maybe a part of your brain is damaged, there's other parts that can take the place and form those connections. It's also connected to your your experiences. It's connected to your senses, to what you're seeing, what you heard, what you were maybe even smelling when you were li- like processing the music. So those things all help bring back the memories associated with the, the song. So it's not just remembering the words of a song you hadn't heard in 40 years, but literally feeling yourself where you were while you're singing the words to a song you haven't heard in 40 years. And no matter how... Yes far into dementia somebody is I've been with people that no matter what they're nonverbal they're just sitting around they're not reacting anymore and when the right song is found that song it, it they're they're there with you it's an amazing phenomenon and it, that 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 brightening that that lighting up sometimes will last for them for a while afterwards that 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 activation of the brain during that time does it cure anything no, it's not curing anything, but it sure is making a difference in someone's life while it, you know, while they're enjoying it. Absolutely. You know, I found yeah. incredibly, uh, like, I was just um, baffled. I mean, this Alzheimer's yeah. just baffles me. Yeah. Matt could not, like, write his name, but Fran, he, I've heard him hum a song. Yeah. It's incredible. Incredible. That he would, it really, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that he incredible. would hum a song. Yeah, it's incredible, and how, um, since that person probably maybe couldn't verbalize how it's making them feel, you're literally giving somebody their feel, their sense of self back. So, uh, I, when I experience it, I mean, it's what what makes me keep doing this. It's it's such an amazing phenomenon to see someone so so in tune with you because of a song. I mean, it helps people connect. It helps children visit their grandparents who maybe have dementia or their family members and they don't know what to say. Well, if you put, let's put on a Sinatra song and now at least you're, in, you're enjoying something common. It's, it's just amazing. And I love what you said about going to the dentist, wearing a headset and going to a doctor's or going somewhere that the person's maybe a little fearful of. If, you're right, if the right music is playing and that's what you're focusing on, then you can 
other distractions can take a back seat and maybe help that person be stay calm enough to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. Yes, um, and I also have to say that my dad, he loved the big uh, yeah. swing era, yeah. and he was in a nursing uh, facility down in Manchester. Yeah. I forgot yeah. the name of it. Um, yeah. You've probably been in there, but I can't think of the name of it. It's by yeah. ShopRite on 70. Yeah, and a, what's it called? <laughs> I can't think. Well, well they yeah, might they have changed change the name it. Of it. Could, it could have been Aristocare, but they've cha- they changed the name, so I'm not sure. But I know which one you mean. It's right by the ShopRite. Oh, okay. Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, my dad was there, and uh, I don't think they they had uh, a music program at that time because uh, he was there from 08 to uh, 2012. But my mom brought him um, a um, phonograph and played his yes. music, yes. and that calmed him. Yeah, she um, they calmed yes. him. They played Absolutely. his music all the time, and okay. you know, as far as it is great. As far as exercise goes, I'll never forget this. And it's 12 years ago already when Matt was first diagnosed. One neurologist said to Matt, walk, break out into a sweat. She said, exercise is the best thing you can do for your brain, better than any pill I can better prescribe for you. Yes. And that's, and he did walk. She's, Yep, she's right. That's exactly right. That's why, um, you know, if, if it can, if we all just really, really forced ourselves to walk every day, real walking, like like he said, to breathe, breathing enough where you have, you know, you can still talk, but you're, you're, you know, you're breathing. For anybody to do that every day, it's the best exercise ever. Gets that is, and there's a lot of research about um, neuroplasticity and exercise for your, and that's and that's it's like a real thing. So, yeah, that's um, we we all need to force ourselves to do that if we can. You know, even three times yeah. a week they say it's they're not they they also say the research does not say you need to run a marathon. You know, it it really is about, you know, taking that, that, you know, 15-minute walk two times a day or three times a week, something like that, you know, and just to keep moving and move all your muscles in your body every day, even if it's just, you know, reaching and, like, simple stuff, you know. Sitting is like, they say sitting is like the new cigarettes. It's the worst thing you could do for yourself is sitting all day. Yes, yes, that's true. You got to, I mean, I know I got to get up and and move, even though I'm... I know. We have to, we have to say, okay, just get up, just get up. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, we do so much work at our phones or computers. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, you know, here you are sitting there for an hour or two, your yep. eyes bugging out, right? Yep, and yep, uh, yep. you get antsy, you have to get up and, and move around. I liked what you said, Fran, about the contrast and wearing red or orange shoes because they oh. also say, to um, give someone who has dementia a red plate to see contrast. Well, uh, yes. So, yeah, the, because the, the, um, the occipital lobe, the way in the back of your brain, which kind of uh, is in charge of vision, um, it, 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 the person loses contrast for, you know, all the, so for everything and depth perception too and peripheral vision. So when yes. you're, if, like, that's why they use different color plates. So it wouldn't have to only be red if it's red on a white table and the food on top of the red plate is light colored, like say mashed potatoes, then the person's more apt to be able to get that signal to their brain that it's time to eat the mashed potatoes if they can see them. 
But if we have a white table, white plates, white glass, milk, white food, then the, the things that trigger us to want to eat, you know, that, that make that get our, our appetite going is not going to happen because that person's brain's not processing it. Um, you know, some people use that contrast as a tool, like, you know, helping someone to get ready, say, in the in a bathroom, and they don't want to brush their teeth or whatever it is. If there's a whole lot of stuff on the counter and there's no, what they need to see is not visible, it's going to be harder for them to get that that signal, again, brushing your teeth. It's better if you have like a white toothbrush on a blue counter, right, with one white towel. And it's easy to see so that when we are prompting someone to pick it up and use it, their brain is able to get that visual stimulation to get them to maybe do it easier. So that's why we I use everything in contrast of what I'm wearing, including shoes on my shirt, everything that I'm doing. So hopefully they'll watch me because I need them to see me to do the movements since someone with dementia is not going to be able to take too much fast conversation. Like you and I can talk pretty quickly. I imagine if we were together out, we would be racing <laughs> for an hour. Or we, right? We talk, both of us are talking excited and fast. Can't do that. It has to be right, really right. slow and controlled slow. and not mm-hmm. as many words, right? Less words. Right. So they have to watch me. So I get them to watch me by the colors that I'm using. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> It, it is amazing. I noticed as, you know, Matt progressed, I had to make sure he was looking yes. at me and talk yes. uh, slow, you know, yep. make sure that I was talking uh, slow, which I yes. used to do because of working with children. But um, I, I, it's just all these things are fascinating. And I learned, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot, you know, in caregiver groups. And I had the old-fashioned type bathroom where you have to step into the bathtub. And I would help Matt get into the bathtub, but he was having, he had, his vision was immediately affected. Yeah. But as he progressed, I was thinking, like, like, what can I do so he could see the bathtub, which was white. And someone yeah. suggested getting, a, like, a hot pink bathtub mat. Oh, they did. So awesome. he could see it. Yes. So I did. And then he was able to, to see it. So yeah, these are, the, you know, little things. Yes. That little you, things. That you learn. Yep. Little simple yes. things. Another simple thing. I don't know if you, you if in, in research, Tipa Snow is a wonderful yes. really worldwide expert, and um, she was one of the first. Um, God, many years ago, saw her at a at an Alzheimer's Association conference. Before she, you know, there was no website. It was just her doing a PowerPoint presentation. She was amazing, and that was the first I heard about that. The way she explained it so well, and the other thing she really explains well, and it really comes into play, is the loss of peripheral vision as someone's dementia is getting worse. And at some point, it becomes like as if you have binoculars in front, and then eventually, almost like so, it's just seeing one monocular so that when that when you think of that always coming from the front to approach somebody which we should do with everybody anyway and always make sure that you're smiling and you're coming close to them and letting them accept you before you come into someone else's space and when she talked about the peripheral vision part of it and how they're really not noticing what's on the sides you, you see so many times, especially maybe in a, in a fast environment like in a nursing home when people, there's a lot of movement and staff's doing a lot of things, maybe coming from the side and saying, Mr. Jones, and like touching somebody on the shoulder before they know that you're there, 
you know, you can see why there might be a reaction to that, right? We would all be that right, way, right? Right? If someone so that was one of the that was like one of those aha moments for me. It yes. A lot. Yeah. Oh, Fran, that's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> I had an aha moment with Tifa Snow talking about that because did. I didn't know, you know, at the time, <laughs> it would drive me crazy. Matt yes. would say, where's my water? And like, it's right in front of you. And I had it in a yes. bright, you know, colored uh, holder. And I, it was after I heard Tifa Snow talk about vision and how they only save so much, you know, like in front or on the yes. side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That I start busting mad about that because I couldn't figure out why are you sitting on top of folded clothes? Don't you see them? And then I realized, no, he does not. He doesn't see it. He doesn't see the fork and yeah. or the water. And, yeah. you know, I, I even explained this. Would you believe I even had explained this to the eye doctor? I know nobody. I know. I know. I, you know, I mean, it's not the, it wasn't, people think, oh, you know, change the, the eyeglass prescription. It had nothing to do with that. It was the brain. No, it was the brain. Yeah, there's, um, it was the brain. Are, are, yeah, there's a lot of education to be had in the, um, in the, in, in the United States about it. But there's, but you know, people, advocates like Tipa who are going all over the place, a lot more people are learning, a lot more and more people are starting to learn. So that's a really good thing. Yes, yes. I even told the doctor, you know, you need to listen to Tipa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and watch that video. I said, because, yeah. you know, I know, I know it's the brain and yeah. um, it's really, it's just such a, you know, baffling disease. Uh, my neurologist yeah. says, you know, they even neurologists find it baffling. There's no rhyme or reason, yeah. uh, you know, how this disease goes. Um, and I forgot to mention, this is very important, I forgot to mention it. You are also creator of Dementia Living Solutions. Yeah, and that's um that's the my that's my business that I run um the 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 exercise program movement movement and memories out of. So that's the actual name of the business. It's called Dementia Living Solutions. Um and my website has a lot of information and um I just actually just really updated it the past 6 months um cuz I'm really just about ready to kind of sort of relaunch after, you know, a few years of not doing much especially then COVID hit. So, um so I'm excited about that moving forward, seeing if we can do more and more, more and more good if we can. <laughs> yes, yes. I have to ask you this, Fran. Do you yeah. offer counseling for family members? Well, no, I no, I don't do that at all. So my my business is this is just a small business that I've been doing on the side. This is really just about wellness and fitness, and um, you know, sharing um, uh, maybe other. Um, sort of dementia friendly business partners that I have that's what that's for um I my I do I am the care the director of caregiver support at a nonprofit I that's my regular job and it's called Caregiver Volunteers of Central Jersey uh, we're a nonprofit that is dedicated to helping um 
seniors over the age of 60 in Ocean and Monmouth County who no longer drive with supportive services to keep people living at home. The programs that I run are for caregivers. So we have a, a specialized respite um, volunteer, and actually we manage volunteers to do the services for the people in the community because there's no charge. Um, we're here as a service organization. And um, although we are not providing counseling services, our respite um, managers through our Alzheimer's respite program are both um, care managers. They're both um, very educated in helping people, caregivers really, manage the resources that are available. And we provide volunteers that will spend an, uh, up to three hours a week in the home of someone with, um, that's a caregiver of someone w um, with dementia or other chronic illness. Um, they're, ed they're trained and socializing with the person that's um, the receiver, the, the person with dementia, and to be a shoulder to cry on really for the, the caregiver and to allow them to get out of the house for three hours a week. And that's our biggest encouragement. And once we match, we go through a match process with the right volunteer, with the right family. Once we've matched that, um, that receiver and they've been introduced and the person starts their visits, over time, these family members really depend on that weekly visit. For some of them, that's the only break they're getting every week. And then oftentimes, we're a first line of get starting to see that it's okay to get some help. And oftentimes, we're sharing resources and support, especially through the county offices on aging, who we partner a lot with, on doing things like getting a social worker, getting um, some services in that then we can get them a social worker to provide some counseling. But we're we're not doing that. We're just hooking them up with the, the services that almost no people just the, the, the maze of how to get support is very difficult to navigate. And so that's what our, our care managers do in the office besides making the matches and following up on the, the matches moving forward. We've had volunteers who have spent years visiting one family. So they really become part of the family and um, the people with dementia are so comfortable because they go every week a social visit, you know, playing cards or whatever that person likes, using music, right, using art, um, reminiscing, looking at old photos, whatever it is that they find works with that person with dementia. And then that caregiver really feels comfortable enough to leave the house, to go out, you know, do something for yourself. We always say, please, I know that you have errands to do, but stop at Panera Bread and have a cup of coffee by yourself, you know, or go to the library, you know, go get a massage, go to, if they live in a community, get yourself to the clubhouse maybe, or have tea with somebody, see your family. So our encouragement is to have them do something for themselves to reduce the stress of that 24 seven caregiving and to also sometimes be the catalyst to maybe them getting a little more help after that. Maybe it's okay to have somebody come in twice a week to help with activities of daily living. Oh, maybe another, maybe a day or two in an adult daycare center would be good too. And now we have a life change, right? They went from 24-7 to at least having some semblance of a weekly routine. And that happens very, very often over time that we um, can help them see that it's okay to get a little bit of help and to still manage at home. So that's our goal. Oh, absolutely. That is awesome. Now, is this new, Fran? Because no, this we've is been in, why... We've been, here for we've been here for 30 years. Wow. You it's know... our 30-year anniversary in the, in the spring. Oh, see, this is why I love doing what I'm doing. And this is why I love to meet people 
like you, Fran, because see, this is a resource in New Jersey that I didn't know about. Yeah. And yeah. how many other people don't know? Because I was thinking, like, when my dad was diagnosed, I think in '08, I didn't hear of this. I didn't know about yeah. it. This would have been a great yeah, resource yeah. for my father. Yeah. Now, our Alzheimer's respite care program is in Ocean and Monmouth County. However, there are we're, and we're, we are we started as an interfaith organization, which is how we do a lot. We do a lot of our recruiting through um, faith-based communities, in senior communities. A lot of our our, our volunteers are early retirees, um, and there are some similar organizations to ours in other parts of the state. Um, our Alzheimer's respite care program is actually was identified as a as a best practice. So this is a little unusual, but there are some other structured volunteer-based respite programs in other parts of the state, too. I think Mercer County. I think there's one in Middlesex County, too. Um, not exactly what we're doing, but, um, you know, through some of the other resources like caretocaregivers.org, you can right. get other resources, or the, right, or Alzheimer's Association, to see what organizations, because sometimes there's organizations you wouldn't even know of that are doing similar type things, um, because, you know, respite is uh, a, a key uh, ingredient in managing, you know, life at home um, with dementia for a family caregiver. So yes, yes, my parents yeah. lived in uh, Ocean County. Yeah. They lived oh, in uh, Manchester. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. just said that. Yeah, so that's right. So we yeah. could have helped you. Yep, we have a lot of yeah. receivers I, in Manchester. Oh my gosh, you just said that. Uh, <laughs> I know. You know that would have been wonderful for my mom. My mom. Tried to take care of my dad at home after he fractured yeah. his hip, oh, but that's, that's... she couldn't, and she wasn't getting, you know, the help didn't show up, and yeah, um, yeah. she eventually had to place him. Uh, within a week, she she yeah. placed him. Well, and you know that that's that's and and really that's there. We're providing no hands-on care, though. So when if we have some family that calls and they don't know what else to do and they get our number from a social worker, say, you know, from the county or from the V&A or something, um, we will we'll do a home assessment. But there's, there's things that we can't do since it's just a volunteer for a social visit. So a lot, all, oftentimes when someone has dementia or someone's really, really aging and they break a hip and they're immobile and they need that kind of help, that's usually that that's usually one of the, the times when it's almost impossible to take care of them at home, you know, and how, right. especially for an elder, another elderly person to, you can't be lifting and moving. So, you know, there's a place for long-term care. You know, we need long-term care. We need, and we need long-term care to, you know, to step it up a little bit and start, you know, really um, uh, taking the lead from some countries, other countries in the world in time, terms of changing the culture of how we see our care for our elders as they age when they can't be home anymore. You know, and for some families, it's a, it's a decision that is so hard for them to make because they, you know, promise I would never do that. They feel like they're doing something to their loved one where there's times when we, that's what is needed. Like sometimes you have no choice. If, if you can't safely care for somebody at home, then we need to have good alternatives. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Fran. I tell yeah. people all the time, you know, yeah. don't promise your loved one no. that you will not place them because we don't have a crystal ball. No. You know, we no. don't know what will happen to us, um, what will happen to we them. And exactly. You just don't know. And, and another you thing, don't. Fran, is that people think, oh, I failed my loved one. 
I broke my yeah, promise. No. I'm a failure. You know, you're not a failure. No. Some people need more help than what we could give them. Doesn't yeah, make you a that, failure. Yeah. And everybody, and you, that is such a great message. I'm so happy that you, we are on this, we are on the same wavelength with a lot, but yes. I'm so happy that that's your message because that is such a huge message for everybody with the number of, of, of those of us who are getting older now, now's the time to think about it. And that, you know, you tell your loved one, I'll do my best for you. I promise you that that's what you say, because everybody's best changes. We can all right. We, and we can only do what we can do, but we can make that promise. I promise. I'll do my best no matter what happens. Exactly. And that's what I promised Matt because Matt would yep. say, oh, I don't, you know, I'm going to facility. I'll yeah. run away. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'd yeah. run away. No, of course. I'd uh, kill myself. And, um, but, and I, I told him, I cannot promise you that. But yeah. I can promise you. I told him this in 2017. I said, I will promise yeah. you some way, somehow, I'm telling your story to the world. And of course, yeah. he said, don't talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> and here oh, I am, wow. talking about him all the time. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. See, he's um, still here. He's still here with us. Yes, yeah, it's very much here in, in spirit. And I just, you know, I love meeting people like you, Fran. We're on the same wavelength. You're a tremendous uh, resource. And I really want to encourage people, you know, do you live in New Jersey and you're hearing this? Mm-hmm. Contact Fran, um, and you know, I'm sure you refer people to other areas yeah. that they're not in your, you know, Absolutely. Ocean or Monmouth County. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. a wonderful resource, and I can't thank you enough for coming on. Uh, oh, you're just well, fabulous. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed our conversations. It was really, really great. And yeah, please, you know, especially email. Shoot me an email. Um, I'll, I'll always be able to return that um, and you know share other resources with you. Absolutely, please. I have a Facebook page. Caregiver Volunteers has a Facebook page. Dementia Living um, Solutions has a Facebook page as well. So um, yeah, shoot me a note. Say hi. <laughs> and um, please give the uh, your website, Fran. For I'm sure. going to be in the blog, but you could have announced it. Sure. So my my business website is www.dementialivingsolutions.com, and Caregiver Volunteers of Central Jersey. Our website is caregivervolunteers.org. Uh, thank you thank you so much and did, sure. did you want to give your email or or not it's, yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. well sure you you can get the email from either either one but my email for dementia living solutions is the same it's fran at dementia living com, and the email at caregiver volunteers is fran p at caregiver org. okay Thank you so much. Oh, sure. Uh, for coming on. Uh, you're, you're just, you're wonderful. Thank you oh. so much. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. Oh Yay gosh, for New Jersey. <laughs> yes, it's an honor yes. to be here. Um, thank you so much. You're, you're so kind. You're welcome. Got to help my Jersey gals out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and to help out the people in New Jersey. And, you know, I, I always say, I'm, I'm truly blessed and grateful to be a host on Passion World Talk Radio and to do what I do and chatting with Betsy 
you know, I tell the audience all the time, it's not about me. It's about helping people. And that's why I ask people, share this podcast to help someone else. Yeah. My, me doing my show is my way of paying it forward. I promised Matt I would carry on. And when you all share the podcast, you're helping me keeping my promise to Matt. So um, please do it in Matt's memory uh, to share this podcast. Thank you so much. And I'm telling the the audience that too. And if you missed any of this podcast, you can catch it again wherever you hear your favorite podcast. It's free to subscribe to Chatting with Betsy. And I highly recommend uh, subscribing. I am on Speaker, Spotify, Apple, um, and many other platforms, Um, Amazon, so many platforms I'm on. And, um, you know, I just want to help people. That's my mission and my vision is to help people. I wish, see, this is, Fran, you're a perfect example. I wish I knew about the resource, and maybe it could have helped my mom when she was caregiving for my dad. You know, I mean, and so didn't know this resource. I didn't know about my senior center. A pharmacist, my local pharmacist told me about my senior center. So we don't know. You're right. We have to share as much as we can. Absolutely. That's what we have to do. That's what we do. We have to help each other in the world. So um, whatever kind of resources we can share, I I, I applaud you. This is great that you're doing this. And I'll I'll be sure to share this. I didn't realize you were on so many platforms. That's so exciting. Yes, yes, um, I am. And Passion World Talk Radio, uh, the station itself, is heard in over 147 countries. So um, people don't realize how big Passion World Talk Radio is. And yes, I always plug (laughs) because it's a wonderful um, radio internet station. I didn't know anything about it. I'm very grateful and blessed. I met Jeannie White, the station manager of Passion World Talk Radio, who discovered me four years ago. And I can't thank Jeannie enough. And I want to thank Jeannie white station manager because she does the blog she produces the show and i want to thank lillian caldwell who's ceo of passion will talk radio who makes this all possible and i say Jeannie white discovered me and lillian caldwell got me out of my comfort zone <laughs> <That's great. Fantastic>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to interview uh many different uh types of people and i just um a very uh, grateful, and I have to do public service announcement, folks. This is the last day of June, and you'll hear this sometime in July, which I can't believe how fast this year is going. But if you're looking for a support group, I have one. Hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. Uh, you don't have to be a caregiver, but we, um, you know, to learn to be a caregiver, to learn to be an advocate for information and knowledge is power. Um, then my support group is for you. This is Gay Pride Month. I don't discriminate in my group. All walks of life are welcome, and I want the gay community to know that, the LGBTQ plus community to know you are welcome, and hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement. And I also want to say Alzheimer's is the number six killer. Please learn about this disease. And if you're not a caregiver, let me tell you something. Either you will need one or you will be one. Learn now. Have plans in place. Because as I'm a baby boomer, 
uh, as we age, we're going to need this knowledge, and knowledge is power. So I want to thank you all for listening, sharing this podcast, sharing this show. And as I always say at the end of my show, in a world where you could be anything, to please be kind and be a blessing to each other too. You know, we, we need it in this world today. And um, I just want to thank everyone. Thank you. Just big thanks. And if I could give a virtual hug to the world, <laughs> I would. And uh, <laughs> and uh, that's what I have to say today. And I want to thank you again, Fran Pinella, for coming on. Uh, you're just wonderful. And folks, check out Fran. Information will be in the blog, so please read the blog. You're going to want to contact Fran Pinella, um, especially if you live in New Jersey. So thank you, Fran, for what you do. And thanks, thank, thank you. Thank everyone for listening. Thank you. So, uh, folks, this is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio. We'll chat again soon. Bye-bye now. Are you looking for an Internet talk radio station for your podcast? Look no further. At the helm of Passionate World Talk Radio are two women that want to provide a spot for you and your podcast to be heard. There are many other places for your podcast, but PWTR has the audience. You will not be disappointed. Our station has been on the internet for the past 16 years. Call us for more information. 484-364-1032. Or text Jeannie White, station manager at T-H-E-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-S-H-O-W at gmail.com for podcast show details. Thank you for listening to Passionate World Talk Radio. You can listen to this program all over again by going over to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash Passionate World Talk Radio dot com. You can also hear it on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon A-L-E-X-A, AMFM247.com, every Tuesday evening between 8 and 9 p.m., YouTube, Facebook, Facebook Live, LinkedIn, and all the other podcast directories one can find on the internet.